In Final Destination, our characters cheat death, and death comes for them one by one. If you guys cheated death, what would be on your bucket list to do before you get offed? Um, nothing. Obviously, I would just be terrified of dying. What? A, okay. Lame answer, but the truth. Right. I would probably do what uh, our character did and lock myself up in some would fucking room Warcraft? and go crazy. Yes, but just actually, but I'd be afraid of playing Warcraft. Uh, spoiler for our episode, because then maybe my monitor will somehow explode. Well, you're going to die doing whatever it is on the bucket list. I mean, that's it's going to take you out. So it's just like, what do you want to do when you die? I guess, well, what do I want to do? Let's just say you got a note or uh, um, a letter from death and it's like, I'll be there on Friday and like it's Wednesday. So you know you had some time to go do something. If it's a text message, he's not going to get it. That's (laughs) true. I'm really bad with text. I'll check my phone and I'll be like 25 messages. I'm like, oh, well. Gonna have to declare bankruptcy. Who is Just this? Scroll to the bottom. Who's this death fellow? <laughs> yeah. Um, New phone. I guess. Who yeah. I just live my life. I mean, what are you gonna do? I mean, if you want to get really metaphysical with it, death is always right around the corner, right? None of us know when we're gonna go. Yes, it tomorrow. is, John. Yes, it is. Oh, so you you just can't stress about it. Okay. Or I'd be like death, like guess a new phone. Who this? You know. And, He'd so be you, like, you know what? I'm moving that date in. I'm coming tomorrow. Put an eye cow. Yeah. <laughs> so you have one Thursday left. You're just going to do it as every other Thursday. It's I like, may, time to go to the grocery store. I may call into work. Maybe. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Living life to the fullest. Oh, guys, I'm taking a half day. I'm supposed to die <laughs> yeah. later on. I yeah, yeah, I got meetings and stuff, so... I got a text from Death69, said he was coming over Friday. Do you think Death will put 69? I don't think he put 66. No, he's extreme, bro. Death would be, be like XX, Death Rose Killer, XXX. Underscore. Yeah. No. Death420. <laughs> oh. oh. I would just be like, That's I his don't... Xbox handle I'd be anyway. like, never mind, actually, I almost said a person's name. But I'd be like, I know who this is. This is Death. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, John is going to be boring on his last days on Earth. What about you, Garrett? Dude, I'm throwing a massive, massive Olympic-sized pool party, and it's going to be filled with cereal. Okay, listening. And there's going to be, like, giant water slides. There's going to be... Milk slides? Candy bar. Oh, there's going to be milk. Okay, okay. Skim milk, wow. though. I mean, a lot of people aren't super big fans of skim milk, but you don't want, like, heavy milk. Yeah, that, you could you drown. Know, oh, yeah. Like, it's just going to thick and get weird. So, you Sticky. know, you want the skim. same consistency of water, and skim is pretty close. Skim is damn close. <laughs> and um, yeah, so, you know, giant, giant cereal pool party. Okay. You That's know? fun. Now, die by is, drowning in cereal. Everyone's going to be like, you got to wait 45 minutes. They're like, no, motherfucker, it don't matter at this point. You're swimming in the food. Yeah. That you are, you are, you are tempting death with this. That's, <laughs> like it. That's how he's going to get you. You're going to get a cramp. Even, and I can't even take this seriously. But yeah, that I, feel, I do something just absolutely like balls of the wall nuts. Something that people are like, you shouldn't do that because of X, How would you y, get that Z. together in one day, though? Oh, I'd know in advance that death is coming. Make-A-Wish Foundation? Yeah, like they Whoa. believe you. Look, it's a text message. <laughs> <laughs> Call General Mills. <laughs> Come over here. What kind of cereal would it be? You know what? I don't want to bog down in the details yet. If we make this too real, then this is going to really be a thing. <laughs> and then one day I'm going to take a cereal bath and I'm going to end up dying. And I'll be like, you son of a bitch, Mark. You, I'm going to freight drop you a load of tricks <laughs> and like, let's get to work. Tricks. They're for kids. But bro. it would not be it would not be Captain Crunch because that makes the water. That might attract the wrong crowd to our pool party. Yeah. Okay, so no tricks. No, Captain Crunch would cut you the fuck up. You know that cereal is Ooh, borderline like, weapon grade. It becomes a saw movie. Yeah. Dude, might as well full a pool full of glass. Yeah. <laughs> Same effect. All right. Well, what am I doing? Um, bucket list items here. So I've got very little time. I don't know when death's coming because unlike John, I didn't get a text from death. So uh, I decided I was going to mash up a whole bunch of stuff. 
Uh, I'm going to talk to NASA. We're going to build me a customized rocket ship that is mostly an underwater shark aquarium. They're going to launch me into space. I'm going to go to the moon, and I'm going to do heroin on that that, flight to the moon. One of those things is likely to happen, and it's not the underwater (laughs) shark aquarium moon rockets. Maybe not the heroin part, but, uh, you know. Mark, we can make this happen. I don't don't know. I'm scared. I don't want to die, but if I was going to die, then maybe I would put that on the list. Okay. Well noted. It's like, uh, what's it? Uh, Little Miss Sunshine. That guy was doing heroin. He's like, fuck it, I'm old now. Yeah, exactly. Not a horror movie, though, but still a good movie. Yeah. Uh, in all actuality, I'd probably just go eat at the Sizzler. The Sizzler? You'd have to find Ooh, the your Sizzler. last meal at the Sizzler. Oh, can we do like a, a last, like a Jesus last like supper? Absolutely. Yes. I would support. Yeah, that'd be dope. And then John, you can you put that. Judas. Judas. <laughs> <laughs> I would deny knowing Mark immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know this no. idiot. Never heard of, oh, we're on a podcast the tab, together? The tab shows up, the bill shows up, and he's like, I don't know this man. Yeah. Please put that on my cemetery's tombstone, <laughs> just a picture of Sizzler, us at the Sizzler. Hey, all you creatures from cyberspace, welcome to another episode of the Grape Talk Podcast. My name is Mark, again, joined by John and Garrett. Fellas, how we doing? What up? That was pretty impressive. I like that, John. Thank you. Yeah, I really <laughs> got it, you know, from my diaphragm. You know, you got to go deep with it. Yeah. You're going to be a hype man, aren't you? What? What? <laughs> What's the most unhyped man I've ever heard? I'm, Bring, gonna f- I'm bringing that energy on uh, on this Saturday afternoon. I'm going to find some rap track and I'm going to splice you over it saying what, what. Yeah. I just got to say everyone's last couple words, right? So whenever you talk, I'm going to come in and be like, see how it sounds? See how it sounds? Exactly. There's going to be some obsessive exactly. fan out there that's like, aha, Saturday. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Down by problem one solved. They're going to piece it together. <laughs> Saturday in Austin. Good luck. They're zeroing in. Yeah. Garrett, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah? Yeah, no complaints. No complaints either. What about uh, what about me? I'm fine. Yeah? You Thanks for asking. No, nothing to complain about. Uh, it's another Saturday here in Austin. Um, I would love he just derailed and he was like, you know what? Yeah, I got an axe to grind. Listen to this. <laughs> I do have an axe. It's fucking hot in Austin. Still. Yeah. It's warm, yes. It's gross. What have y'all been up to? Anything new to report, talk about, bring up, warn? Any curses? Oh man, I'm always cursed though. So that's a, oh. that's just assume if I don't see otherwise, some new curse has happened that uh, is making my life uh, miserable. But Check his Instagram. Yeah, he I'm always just there. fucking around on, with the occult. So it's a risk, you know? You live dangerously. Yeah. Unless death's coming for you. Unless, right? <laughs> and then, then I just, dial it way back. <laughs> then it's just business as usual. Yeah, you know. All right, a couple dark things. Dark web, Mark. Check it out. Oh, no. Oh, I don't know. Occult dark web. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Is this yeah. a new sequel to the Wake dark up, web sheeple. series? <laughs> <laughs> All right, a couple things in the news I saw that I wanted to bring up. Um, we finally got some movement on the scary stories to tell in the dark movie being directed by Andre Overdahl. Um, that's going to be starring Zoe Coletti. We finally got a plot synopsis of that, so I thought I'd just run this by you. Um, Stella Michaels is a young girl still haunted by her mother's disappearance on Halloween night, an incident that she suspects her father knows more about than he lets on. Years later, Stella and her friends are involved in a Halloween prank gone wrong, but are they really at fault or was it the work of a vengeful spirit? A A female ghost who uses her scary stories to come after these teens when they begin to investigate the disappearance of several children. Does that make any sense to y'all? No. Very little. 
But I, mean, I also appreciate I'm following it, but maybe the movie we're not the target audience for the movie. I don't even know about that. I just it sounds convoluted, but I think in theory it's gonna work. I, I hope think that's, so. I think that's just the 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 grease that gets the the yeah. multiple stories going. Marketing mojo. Kind of right. like a Tales from the Crypt, Tales from the Dark Side. Type oh, you thing. think it's gonna be like an anthology deal? Yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna be like a, a creep show type situation, okay. but it won't be broken up so blatantly. I think it's gonna kind of flow. What was that one where the the kids? It is Tales from the Dark Side. Where um, I think with the the kid who's going to get cooked by the witch and he's telling the stories to her. I don't know, I don't but know like that. a thousand one Arabian Nights, very yeah, common. I, I think yeah. I think basically like the the different Tell stories, stories will avoid. be what takes the kids, and then it'll all kind of be have like an like, like trick or treat. Like there was like oh, one little overflowing so thing. Okay, yeah. So the mother goes missing on Halloween. Um, they do a prank. Sidetrack us. Have you watched Trick or Treat yet, Mark? No, not yet. Jeez, I've been meaning to. But I got all these other things I'm watching. Disappointed me twice now. Like 13 Puppet Master movies. All right, let's focus, oh. fellas. Okay. So uh, anyway, um, I'm looking forward to see how that turns out. I just thought I'd let you know what the kind of overarching plot of that is. Okay. So is it going to we'll be? Um, they said they're going to kind of keep the, the visual style of it too. Are they, is it going to be? It's not going to be animated, I'm sure. But do you, are they going to like do kind of like a fade? I guess no one knows yet. Never mind. Yes. I'm asking questions that, that no one <laughs> probably no has answers. answers to just yet. Yeah, it's still early. It's not coming out until 2019, so we've got some time. If anything, we're going to get a dope Steven S. Gamble-like um, movie poster, yeah. which will be awesome. Yeah. And we still got the documentary coming out. Oh, yeah, that's true. So sometime this year, I think, was what they were saying. When those come out, we should talk about those. Definitely. Good idea. Okay, one other thing I wanted to talk about before we get going on Final D. <laughs> or the destination, for yeah. those that not in the know. Uh, Sci-Fi Channel. My these, favorite channel. This guy's just isn't it Sifi? Sifi, yeah, <laughs> syphilis, syphilis network. The whoa, 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 guys! The syphilis channel. <laughs> Any chance we have a sponsorship here? Let's, let's calm oh. down. Hey, you've seen the amount of schlock that Sci-Fi churns out. I think they can take a syphilis. I joke. think Sci-Fi <laughs> can barely afford to sponsor themselves, let alone us. So That's, I'm still a little sour about them canceling that Tremors show. Just saying. Yeah, get it together, Sifi. They're 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 canceling quality programming like Tremors. And then they're putting out things like their latest bad shark film called Bad CGI Sharks. Well, at least they're up front with it. Now, Wait, is that really the title of it? That's the title, Bad CGI Sharks. So now oh. they're going meta with it. Yeah. They're going all Deadpool with it. Okay. And the trailer I watched was very self-aware, and they are literally going to do a terrible-looking shark. That's a bad CGI shark. Now, what if the twist is... For those not, it, for those not able to see this, we'll actually put a picture up on the Instagram, but yeah. um, it looks like a shark balloon, like you would yeah. buy at the grocery store for your kid. But maybe the twist is there'll be a really good shark, a great CGI shark that comes in at the end. For the sequel, great-looking CGI sharks. Now, if they don't do that, I'm going to be upset because I like where you're going with that. Um, I watched the trailer. It looks like we have a never-ending story style uh, narrative going on where these guys are writing a script and their bad shark script is coming to life as they write it. Oh, God, just stop. Just stop. (laughs) You know, people watch it. They get tons of like eyeballs on the network for one day. It's never going to stop until we stop it. I'm talking to you, America. Make it happen. Stop this movie. I'm talking to you, rest of the world, too. We could use your help. <laughs> Step up, rest of the world. <laughs> help us. We're tired of Sharknados. Look, we've alienated ourselves with a lot of those countries out there, but damn it, we need your help now more than ever. I mean, what? Are they, I guess maybe they're trying to find that next franchise that hits big yeah. like well, Sharknado. I mean, if you look at Sharknado, people... Love, I mean, the biggest thing you hear when people talk about sci-fi shows like Two-Headed Shark versus Massive Megalodon, it's like... Everyone's like, oh, I love it because it's just so cheesy. And I, 
I hate when people use that as an excuse because it's like, okay, cheese is fun, but like if you're excusing complete sins just because it's supposed to be yeah. that way, I don't know. It just feels like maybe this is effort in? part of the heritage of terrible schlocky sci-fi movies that go back to the fifties. You know, that some of them we love now. You take your blob. I mean, that's not a very if someone released the blob for the first time today, we'd be on this podcast being like, it's a fucking bowl of jello. What are they trying to trick us here? <laughs> this is a bullshit movie. I mean, you're not wrong, but I don't <laughs> think those movies were as self-aware as stuff like this is trying to be. True. Um, no, they, I, weren't, they weren't called like gelatinous bowl of jello <laughs> 1950. Right. It was like the blob. They were like, okay, look, we can try yeah. to make this shit scary. They're evolving with the times. We're in a meta generation. <sighs> I'm going to punch so many people in the face. Bad movies are fun <laughs> when they don't know they're bad. True. No, when Those they're the best self-aware, it, they so start so. to get a little lame. Like it's like, okay, you're doing this for a gag, and it's just not funny because you know what you're doing. The pendulum will swing back one day. Perfect, right. perfect example: Gremlins. Gremlins one, pretty good. Had some cheesy moments. Gremlins two, totally self-aware. Now, I, while I love Gremlins two for as crazy as it fucking was, it did lose something that the first one had. So, I mean, yeah, we we've had this conversation before. I think it's just. I don't know. I don't like Do the self-aware. Spacemen from Planet X number 12 wasn't a little self-aware, though. But that was before we made it to the moon, and there was still a lot of creativity. We made it on the moon! <laughs> like, people didn't know it was out there. So I, I think they meant what they okay, were doing back okay. then. They're like, dude, there's probably like green dudes. They're probably got like ray guns. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't doubt that at some point someone was like, yo, that made a lot of money. Let's make another one. Let's make another. I mean, there was a bunch of clones that were just kind yeah. of like, let's make more of this. But I don't think they set out like, let's make a really... Even Ed Wood didn't set out to make a shitty movie. I mean, with Plan 9. Fair. The thing is, I, I think that's what Mark's saying. is like when they don't intend to and they just end up being so bad that they're fun, cool. If you set out to make a piece of shit, you just made a piece of shit. Yeah. So go watch so CGI. fuck you, sci-fi. All Thank right. you very much. <laughs> this is the most bad. anyone has talked about this uh, CGI shark movie. <laughs> <laughs> Since it was announced, though, so hey, g- it's working. It's gonna break on CNN tomorrow morning. <laughs> CGI shock. You movie. heard it here first. Way later, since this episode's gonna come out well after tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Um, just wanted to mention. I also watched the Kane Hodder story to Helen back documentary. Any good? It was good, man. Um, if you if you're into like stuntmen and the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. What? That's a t-shirt. If you're into stuntmen, <laughs> do a sexy stuntman on the front. Uh, if, if y'all don't remember, Kane Hodder is the most famous Jason. He played him four times. So this is his story about how he kind of grew up. Um, his brushes with death um, early on being severely burned during a stunt gone wrong. Uh, and him kind of dealing with losing the Jason mantle. So it's kind of interesting. Kind of what oh, he, they touch what on that. To, yeah. He was pretty, pretty uh, um, aggravated by that as expected. Um, he lost the ability to be Jason right when Friday, uh, I'm sorry, Freddy versus Jason came out and he was like a big proponent trying to get that movie made. And then they cast another dude who was actually one of his stunt men in one of the previous Jason films. Oh, wow. that's kind of, that's kind of rough. Wow. I'll, I'll give him that one. I mean, I can yeah. understand passing the mantle on when you need to, but oof. Yeah. I remember the community was upset with him. So. Yeah, it's it's a little heartbreaking to see that on on uh, on the documentary. But he was very jaded about it for a long time. But he's finally gotten over it. Um, he even did some sort of comedy show where he pretended to be himself and be very upset about that and like kind of joke about it. He's probably like, "Thank God I avoided that fucking trash fire of a movie." Freddy versus Jason. Mark loves that movie. John. I thought you liked it. Eh, yes, I like it for what it is. But if you're like thinking. 
oh man, I'm working so hard to make this movie. And then you see it and then it's like, oh, all right. I mean, I can understand anything you put your blood, sweat and tears into, you know, being taken away from you. Yeah. It's it's tough. At the same time, I do think it's fair to point out that sometimes you have to understand that even though you work on something, it, it isn't necessarily yours. Right. If they want to cast someone else, they have the right to do so. Now, granted, there's a lot more to it than that. I think, you know, with fan and loyalty and stuff like that, you know, like, sure, Kane Hodder probably should have been offered or optioned for that. But at the same time, you got to make choices. You know, you got to you got to kind of do what's right for the project. And I can't really say what was right for that project. But I, don't I could th- see him being upset that someone else who literally like just did what he did, his stuntman, getting it, that kind of be. Yeah. And I don't think salt. I don't think Kane ever got a reason. Like they never told him why they didn't go with him. Now, also, um, it's, it is upsetting to hear that, and I should watch this, but it is upsetting to hear that he pushed so hard to get that movie made, and then he didn't get to be part of it. That's, to me, that's like, oh, man, that's such salt in the wound right there. Yeah. Uh, they even interview um, Robert England, and he was talking about how they both were looking forward to going on screen together, and then not getting that chance. Uh, but they did do a later, like, little bit part in, in some other project that they got to, cool. to act cool. together. So. Um, check that out. It's called To Hell and Back, The Kane Hodder Story, uh, available on VOD. And to be fair, anything's possible. I mean, Nick Castle's coming back as the shape in the new Halloween, you know? Now, granted, that was his choice not to do it again, but, you know, I mean, you never know. People can come back. Yeah, he's still, uh, as of maybe 2012, he was still knocking out slasher films. He had three movies, um, Hatchet, one, two, and three. Uh, I watched the first two. Those were pretty schlocky, but, man, are they violent. Yeah. It's 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 like they got to do the kills that were never neutered Allowed. by the uh, F, what is it the ACC or the, the MPAA? MPAA? MPAA there you go. What were you going with? I was going to say the that's Austin Community College. <laughs> uh. They're in charge of what <laughs> what makes it the film. Anyway, the MPAA. Yeah, they're very angry. Yeah, they are. They just want to cut up movies and destroy Censorship. artistic integrity. Preach it, Mark. Destroy it. Can we please talk about Final Destination now? Yes, we can. Here okay. we go. Final Destination came out in 2000, the year 2000. The new millennium. This is what ushered in horror for the new now, millennium. Was this like in October, though? No, oh, probably. Yeah. I'm just saying. Boom, yeah. take that, Mark. <laughs> All right. And your grasp of the Gregorian calendar. <laughs> Get it together, Mark. Jeez. Final Destination is holding steady. <laughs> like there's going to be any new, <laughs> new uh, Rotten Tomato scores coming in in 2018 um, at a 34%. Really? Uh, yeah. And the fan score is at 68%. Okay, okay. That's, that that's makes more scary. sense. I feel like a lot of people really like this movie. This was directed by James Wong, also directed Dragon Ball Evolution. Classic. Also, his last film he directed, I believe. Well, got to end on a high note, Mark. I mean, that is a very, very low note, to be honest. That movie sucked. Uh, this was created by Jeffrey Reddick. He was the one responsible for uh, writing all of the Final Destination films, one through five. I got a little interesting story I wanted to bring up about him. When he was 14, uh, he wrote a 10-page treatment of a prequel to A Nightmare on Elm Street, and he mailed it off to New Line Cinema, and they were like, no, we don't take fanfic, you know, so they sent it back to him. Um, He ended up contacting studio founder Robert Shea and asked him to read the treatment. Um, He read it and responded, and they kind of started talking and working, uh, and they pulled him in to be an intern. I respect that. And that's how he got his job at New Line, and he worked that's at New muscle. Line for about 14 years, so or 11 years. So I thought that was pretty interesting. So if you're writing fanfic out there, keep... Oh, I'm writing fanfic. <laughs> Not the kind fi- of studio wants, though. No. 
Those are su- uh, suitable for Pornhub only. No, no, no. <laughs> Guys, come on. I keep it classy. PHS, Pornhub Studios. <laughs> <laughs> and then Polly Shore walked into the Quickie Mart. He said, oh, buddy. <laughs> so this movie stars Devin Sawa as Alex, Ali Larder as... <sighs> Claire Rivers. Clear Rivers. Clear Rivers. Clear. No, that was actually hilarious because the whole movie I thought it was clear and we had subtitles on. And I was like, oh, that's fucking hilarious. The subtitle people misspelled her name. And then the credits rolled. And I was like, oh, my God, it actually is Clear Rivers. I was uh, shocked. My brain changed it to Claire. Uh, oh, so yeah. that's. Probably, I thought it was yeah. Claire. I thought because it was that's a better Claire. name. Clear Rivers is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're a hippie or a Native American, Starting that name strong. is not acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> any, of, yeah. any of our listeners named Clear Rivers, please. We do not mean this to you. Change yeah. your name. Change it. Nobody likes Turn it. Turn to Smiling Eagle and uh, just... You know, eat a bagel. <laughs> eat a bagel? What the fuck? Oh, no. Uh, Allie Larder, uh, fun fact, was also in the House on Haunted Hill movie we did. Uh-huh. Yeah, she was. That came out a year before this, and somehow she looks much younger in this film. So yeah, I wonder if does. this was directed or, you know, filmed before that one or something. I, I don't know. can't see that ha- I mean, like, ha- being filmed, like, in 1997 and then held on. You never know. Sometimes I mean, it happens. They would. Yeah, we would have discovered that in our in-depth research. Probably. Yeah. Wikipedia would have told us. I so. think that Mark just discovered the uh, magic of makeup. Yeah. What is this substance <laughs> yeah. that women put on their faces? Um, also stars Care Smith as Carter, Kristen Cloak as Valerie, and Sean William Scott, a pre-American Pie cameo. Yeah. As uh, Bobo Kevin Smith. I wish. No, Billy. His name is Billy. Uh, he showed up and he looked like he looked like Kevin Smith, like Kevin Smith looks now. And I, I was think like, oh man. But it was, all dudes look like Kevin Smith from the late. But it's cool to see him sort of play against type or what would become his type. I guess it wasn't his type yet. He uh, was a little cowardly in this yeah, film. So yeah, against his, uh, what was his character's name in American Pie? Stifler. Stifler. Yeah. Yeah. Really like arrogant. I mean, they were both dumb. So he really stuck with the dumb trope. But also this movie had the Candyman himself, Tony Todd. Yes. That's true. Very happy to see Mr. him. Mr. Exposition this. Dump. He popped up on the screen. I was like, oh, the Candyman. <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> the Candyman can. Someday we'll have to do that one. Yeah, that was a good one. All right. Here's what the back of the VHS box has to say about this one. Don't watch it. No. No, it's not that bad. That's no, not going to sell. Not that's bad. not going to sell any tapes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? I bet that would sell a tape. If all of the back of the box just said, don't watch yeah. this, and that's all it said, curiosity. Put this one back, turn around, leave. <laughs> <laughs> It's a matter of life and death when eight strangers narrowly escape a catastrophic freeway accident. No. No. Hold on. <laughs> this may be the wrong That's Final two. Destination box. That's two right there. Shit. I, was, I knew something was wrong when they started with eight strangers. I was like, wait, they're all classmates. I was about to bash it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Hold on. <laughs> I'm going to put some like intermission music <laughs> in while I go find the actual Just box. wing it, you know, and eight strangers survive a cataclysmic plane crash and... The girl from Ipanema goes walking in... Mark, we don't need another lyrics. Dude, that song is dope. Please edit all that out. No, keep that in and louder. Oh, but you watch her so sadly Just edit it out and then put the actual like song over it. 
Okay, well, while Mark looks for the back of the VHS box, a little information. The budget for this movie was $23 million. And opening weekend, it got $10 million. And then gross worldwide, $112 million. That's a lot of millions of dollars. And so you could say it's a success. Box office smash. Uh, it's a smooth runtime of 98 minutes. You know what? It really felt more like 298 minutes. It was in color. It was in Technicolor. And according to my technical specs here, it was filmed in the 1.85 to 1 yeah. aspect ratio. Whoa. So, you know, stereo? Just put that in your cap. wonder if it was stereo sound. It was DTS, Dolby Digital, and SDDS. Of course, Dolby Digital, the best kind of Dolby. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm back. I've got the correct <laughs> box art now. <laughs> what do you have to say about Dolby Digital, though? It's better than Dolby Analog. All right. Well, we got that on record now. All right. Here's what the back of the DVD has to say about Final Destination. (laughs) His entire high school class is going to Paris, but Alex Browning from Slackers and The Guilty can't seem to shake his fear of flying. Once aboard the plane, he, uh, he, he has a violently disruptive premonition which gets him and five of his classmates, including Clear Rivers, Carter Horton, was that sound effect in the text? <laughs> yes, it spells it. It goes G-H-U-N-G-R-R-R. It just says R. He gets his friends kicked off the plane. Uh, as the students watch the plane depart, they witness the horrifying disaster that proves the deadly premonition true. Now having dodged death once, the terror begins in full as fate hunts them down one by one. Soon the five survivors will discover you can't cheat death in this bone-chillingly suspenseful film that critics call... A first-class edge of your seat thriller, and that was some guy named Paul Wunker from WBA Women's Basketball Association. <laughs> no, letting anyone review movies. Well, now. it was a thirty-four percent, so they had to dig deep to find that positive <laughs> review. Oh, WM, right? I missed the end. That's right. Anyway, that sounds like the movie we watched. That definitely was the movie we watched. Yeah. Have you guys ever experienced a premonition of danger? No. Any kind of I'm deja vu? Ev- I mean, deja vu, yeah. I mean, it's not quite deja vu, right? It's like a, sl- it's a waking. Well, see, this movie's yeah. so weird because death totally fucks with him, right? Like, because it's like, oh, let me have a magazine go into a fan that'll cut it up, that'll perfectly put your friend's name there, just to let you know I'm going to kill this kid. So this is a little bit more than no. I've never had an event like that, or been looking at okay. a mirror and seen a bus come by that's not there. I couldn't think of anything either. I've never like adjusted what I was doing because I had a bad feeling about something, or no. you know, no Star Wars see, style. I have. You have? I actually have not. It's not very often, but there's sometimes I'll just be like, yeah, you know what? Mm, I'm not. I'm not taking the chance on this, and I'll sometimes avoid things. Did anything bad happen after you, you know, did that? You know, nothing nothing to the degree of anyone dying or exploding or anything like that, but definitely it was one of those like, you know what, that could have gone bad. It's mm. one of those just like cautionary things. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think this movie, like when listening to the box and sort of jumping into where they're at an airport and all that stuff, it's so like such a different America because it's like happened before 9-11 where you could scream and, and cause a ruckus on a plane and they're just like, all right, go home. You, you five can't go on the plane. There'll be no other well, repercussions. They didn't, they didn't just let him go home. And, well, the, they pulled him into a room, and they were like, 
All right. Well, so but before the, the opens before up. the plane explodes, though, they're just hanging out. Yeah, they're just doing whatever and they like, want in an airport. Bring the kid in for questioning. Yeah, you know, they would so have. It wasn't until the event happened they were gonna just like go home, yeah, fuck he, off. This you know? movie opens up with the longest, most boring fucking intro sequence. Like, it was back in that time where like everyone had to have like a really quirky visual intro. Well, the whole thing. the intro shows the whole movie. Oh, I know. Yeah, so. it, it shows it through Every like death. little things that happen yeah. through his room, and it's all these little like subtle plays. And I will give the movie credit for this. Is even though it was like extremely heavy handed throughout the entirety of the film, the movie did a really good job of foreshadowing almost everything. Yeah. And and some of it was really subtle and some of it was really well done. But oh my God, that intro sequence is always like, this needs to end. This is so long. That's fair. And then we cut to them going on the trip to Paris. It's a, is it a high school trip? Is it a graduation trip? I couldn't figure like out. Like a senior of, trip of yeah. some kind. Is that a real thing? I think it was like the some French club do. or something. Like I thought it was a French club yeah. trip, but then it, they, yeah. they said like our senior trip, and I was like, well, it's too small thing? to be a senior trip, though. Like, so unless you, I guess if they went to a very small high school. Yeah. Uh, whenever we, whenever I was in high school band, we would take a big band trip, and we'd go to like Washington D.C. or hmm. you yeah. know stuff like that, uh, Orlando, Florida, things like that. So it's not uncommon. I believe that part. That's I was I with went. the art kids, so we didn't get shit. We got <laughs> our budget cut constantly. You want some clay of the mold? <laughs> Fuck you. That's all you get. Yeah. Yeah. So this movie was pre 9-11. How do you think it would have gone down if it was post 9-11? I think they would have all gone to Guantanamo Bay and there would have been no movie. <laughs> um, no, I mean, they would have definitely been arrested. You can't like cause a ruckus on a plane these days like that and like just be like D- told, don't do that again. All right. You five can't get it. you'll be. And they weren't even kicked off the plane. They were saying we can't hold the plane. Y'all could go on the next flight. So they were really just pushed. Yeah, the they were really just like, like, hey, man, time out. You got to yeah. give us in time out for a little while. And I was like, Wow, that's just a slap on the wrist. Yeah, like totally different world than what would happen these days. Uh, but he yeah. does have the premonition on the plane. Is there a problem, sir? What's your fucking problem? Alex, what's your say? Can't you get the fucking plane to explode? Shut up, Brownie. You're so not funny. This is your idea of a joke. We call it's it not a joke. joke. It's not a joke. Alex, take it easy. It's not a joke. It's down. Down. It's going down. Right. We will remove you from this aircraft. Fuck you! I will remove myself. And everyone like. Of course, he like bumps into people and everyone kind of like gets up to try to help and they get ushered off, like pushed with the crowd kind of off. So a certain amount of people get off the plane. And then is it is it Allie Lautner? Is that her name? Allie Larder. Allie Larder, a.k.a. Clear River. Yeah. She like sees this go down and she's like, oh, my God. She like feels like she needs to get up and leave, too. So she's the only one who gets out voluntarily. True. And then, and the premonition and the accident don't match all that well. I mean, you don't—you only see it in the distance. But the in the premonition, like the plane loses altitude, the ships drop, and oh yeah, it was falling all over yeah. the place before it exploded. <laughs> but when it actually happens, you just see it in the window behind yeah. our main character. And it's during takeoff, so it couldn't possibly have dove down enough for like the what? Maybe. Maybe. Man, death plays it fast and loose, you guys. I yeah. mean, he's not locked down to a. It's schedule. also like a hundred—not a hundred miles away, but it's very far away, and it blows out all those windows. I do not believe that would Actually, happen. Actually, to be fair, um, the the pressure and stuff like that can break We're windows so far away. Far away when, that, when that asteroid hit in Russia, not asteroid, <laughs> but that meteor hit in Russia, it blew out windows from like a mile. Yeah, but it was a plane. I mean, we've, we've seen plane crashes happen, <clears throat> and they don't like destroy all the windows around them. Well, I'm sorry, Mister FAA. I That's didn't know it's... that you were <laughs> okay. Listen, I am a plane crash. If anybody expert. out there is an explosive <laughs> expert, please let us know if it's possible that the distance of that plane <laughs> blowing up. Can we get MythBusters on the phone? Are yeah. those guys still around anymore? It was a cool shot. I will give it that from a cinematic it was a great perspective. Shot. You got to let some things yes. go. As I've been told repeatedly as I watch horror movies, you just got to let that go, Garrett. It's true. 
It's a horror movie. John, you're our new demolitions expert. So anytime we have any questions, we're coming to you. Trust me, I am so. Uh, John's I was born blow for this. himself up. You were born for I this. Have, this is a role you've been waiting to live. A, as a teenager, I've set many things on fire. So uh, I'm, right. I'm an expert. I've almost blown myself up. I'm going to say that that premonition that shows them in the plane as it explodes terrified me. It's the scariest thing that I've watched. But that's because I have an unhealthy fear of flying. So uh, I don't know if it's an unhealthy. It's definitely a fear. Okay. I have a fear of flying, so that was very off-putting and agitating for me. Hmm. Yeah, I was going to ask, is this movie the reason why you don't like flying? You know, in the year... Or is it from La Bamba? Like, <laughs> Richie! <laughs> it might be a mixture of both. Uh, in the year 2000, I was still okay with flying. I don't know what happened. You know, it's so, the safest way to travel. Superman told me that. That's what people say. <laughs> Superman told me. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, our demolitions experts are now taking advice from Superman. So, you know, please, please take all of his information with I a grain of salt. I quite a bit, so I'm not... Uh, Hi, not Superman a here. Uh, John, if you did explode a plane that close, it would shatter all the windows. Well, if Superman says so, I believe it. <laughs> okay, so they get off the plane along with a teacher. Um, we're introduced to two FBI agents. Uh, one is Bumblefuck 1 and one is Creepazoid 2. Or Mulder and Scully. I don't know, man. Their names are Wing and Shrek. <laughs> are their names really Wing and Shrek? Agent Wing and Agent Shrek. Wow. This movie had a random name generator. Yeah, Clear <laughs> Shrek. Rivers and Shrek. Where's that follow-up film? Oh, man. You cut me deep, Shrek. That's, uh, that's Agent Shrek to you. That's Agent Shrek. I got to say, I'm actually glad they didn't go with Mulder and Scully because these FBI agents are bad at their job. No, so let's make so it. Bad. Let's make a note that um, John pointed out before we started this episode that this was originally supposed to be an X Files episode that right. turned into a movie. Yeah. So the FBI agents were supposed to be Mulder and Scully, which I would have loved as an episode. It would have been a great episode, but uh, we wouldn't have got Agent Shrek. That's true. So, That's true. Agent yeah. Shrek is a new DreamWorks uh, production that they are starting right now. <laughs> so Jeffrey Reddick wrote uh, this after hearing a story about a woman who was on vacation with her mom. or She was on vacation, and her mom called and said, please don't take the flight tomorrow. She had a bad feeling about it, and then that plane did actually crash. Uh, um, so he, he wrote that around that, um, and it was supposed to be, like you said, an episode of The X-Files, but then his colleagues said, no, why don't you take it to New Line and see if you can make it a movie? And as you said earlier, Garrett, this uh, film franchise grossed with all five movies, making $665 million. So, so wow. a little pocket change. Good choice. Probably a little more than that X-Files episode would have made. Probably. They have residuals, though. That's true. Yeah, well, these movies point. still, you know, they still make it out there. Which yeah. is funny, though. Like, in the, the series, the fourth one is called The Final Destination, clearly meant to be the last one yeah. they made. And then there's Final Destination 5 right afterwards. And I was like, oh, y'all didn't think this one through, did you? Did you? Think they would stop doing that after like, oh, Freddy's dead and the final Jason. No, they're yeah, number five is yeah. the final Friday or yeah. whatever. Yeah, like, they never learn their lesson, right? Um, hey, money's money, guys. That's true. What was interesting to me about this movie is how much more low key it was than the sequels. I mean, the sequels like ramp it up to eleven. For this one, I mean, I guess I don't know if we're going to go through the whole story, but the deaths are much more chill. There's really only like, I mean, one of them. There's a few that are pretty, we should, we like should get the, those the, in a the second. The choking was pretty gross. So let's just let's yeah. just lay it out a little bit. So these, these, these classmates and a teacher escaped death, and now death is coming for them one by one. In uh, the order to, they would have died in the explosion. Which Devin Sawa kind of figures out, Alex, the Alex, character's name is Alex, yeah. kind of figures out. So Devin Sawa, real quick, 
when he's like looking at the plane, that dude looks to me every time he like kind of looks pensive or he's thinking about something. He looks like Vincent D'Onofrio from Full Metal Jacket when he's lost his shit. It's like I am in a world of shit. Like he always just has this kind of like looking down a little bit, eyes kind of raised, just glazed over. Like Devin Sawa has this kind of like Gomer Pyle lost it look on his face all the time, and I'm like, this guy's gonna. If he didn't die in the plane crash, he would have shot up his school. Like that's the, way, that's the way it looked to me. Like the whole time, I was like, "This guy is not stable." But then you know, he turns out to be a pretty nice guy. Yeah, but he's not stable, but he is a visually. Nice guy. It was I was like, "Oh, this guy's a creep, man." Yeah, he was odd throughout the entire movie. But I guess you might be when you're dealing with that many schoolmates dying, yeah. and then you figure out the death's coming for you. I do want to touch a little bit, John. You said that death is like throwing notes around, like "Hey, Todd's next." Yeah, uh, via like chopping up a magazine through a fan. Death is not subtle in this movie. Death is playing stupid games of mousetrap to get these kids. It's like, okay, the ball's going to hit the mousetrap. Yeah. The cheese is going to fly up into the air, and the bird's going to come over and crap the cheese. And then, like, yeah, it's like, what's going on, Death? Just kill them. Death uses Acme style of killing things, all right? He's yeah, it's like, like I enjoyed that. I thought that was pretty cool because it looked like he was laying like, Here's five different things that could happen here. And you know what? Hey, if they all work together, cool. If not, one of these five. I think he's just playing the odds. I thought it was cool. it was all right for most of it. And like, But the teacher's death is just so over. Oh, I love that one. <laughs> so okay, dumb. so what was the first one? The first one was first the kid one, who gets hung. First one's Todd. Yeah, so he's shaving and he cuts himself. We're like, oh. He, he nicks he, himself. Yeah. yeah. Then death like unscrews his toilet. So water starts flowing to an electrical outlet. But he unplugs the stereo. Then he finally slips on some sort of super strength clothesline and like strangles it wraps around his neck knocks over a shampoo bottle to yeah. slicken the bottom of the tub so <laughs> he can't stand up yeah i don't understand and that. then he gets choked to death and well then the that thing was is also, visceral though that shit was that, he seems to be getting his footing and then the, the cord tightens yes it does so pull the thing on is, him death is very crazy in this movie and i asked this question multiple times and i watched the final destination last night and um the same thing kind of happens death has the ability to kind of like lay a plan and be like all right let it let it work itself out and then he's like oh wait that's not working let me go ahead and do this also it yeah, seems like death intervene. has control of stuff because when that water's leaking it takes it like a 180 turn <laughs> yeah. back when the guy starts walking across the bathroom it's like oh wait i'm going the wrong way whoop and just starts going the other way and but I was then like, it sucks back in too that's the thing and so i think death has a, like a supernatural control over items yeah along with, with the whole just maybe it'll work naturally but what, what would you call this manifestation of death so it's not a, like a humanoid like lady death from comics kind of no, style it's, it's just like, like a grim reaper it's an entity it's a it's a force of it's nature like a supernatural almost, yeah. entity yeah you never actually see death but once in a while it'll like kind of darken well, in Todd's yeah you saw it like in the mirror because they hadn't decided yet if they wanted you to see death or not um and so if you look at his death, it's like the only time where there's like a quasi-physical manifestation of death. I think it happens with the teacher, too, because I remember it kind of darkened behind her at one oh, point. Okay, I didn't yep. see that part. All right. Well, the thing is also is like I kept thinking that somebody that they knew was death. Like I thought like maybe like the Allie Lautner chick. This is going to flip to Clear be like Rivers a was death. That's why she got off the plane like, oh, my plan's not going to work. I'm going to follow them and get them outside the plane. So like the whole movie, I'm guessing, I was like, is that death? Is she death? <laughs> Wait, is that person dead? Spoiler, it's is none Tony of that. Todd dead? And it wasn't. It wasn't any of that stuff. It was just like the supernatural entity. But like she's like <laughs> taking her scythe out of the overhead compartment. All right, <laughs> I'm getting off this, this plane. Play a real smooth here, death. No one knows. I, I still think the Candyman was death. 
No, I no, think because he comes just, up later. I think too. he's just a dude that basically was so tapped into that world. He's kind of like, I've seen some shit and I know some shit. He's just an exposition machine, man. Yes, so was. again, I haven't seen any of the sequels. I think I maybe saw the second one or something with a hardware he pops store. Up Tony like Todd's in the second them, yeah. one, and Clear Rivers is in the second Do one. Do they Those ever the flesh only... out the Candyman's story? No. no. So he could no. still be death in both movies. I don't think so. I think he's just a dude who's yeah. like real tapped in, kind of like you know, like voodoo, like you know, priests and stuff like that. And necessarily aren't like. He's attuned. Dead. I guess kind technically of to they never say that he's not, but it's not really like. Well, for my own head canon, he the movie's better if he is. Fair enough. But when they're when <laughs> so when Todd's getting choked, man, they do not cut away from that. It is that was a pretty intense scene. You could see his are, eyes like oh, bloodshot. So they, and, his blood vessels pop yeah. in his eyes, and I was like, I was like, oh, I like that detail. Yeah, it was a really which like, sounds really creepy for me to say out loud, but yeah, I really like like the detail to the deaths was actually yeah. they were. Very comical at times, but they were also, they put a lot of effort into it as well. Yeah, that, I think that particular one was almost like hard to watch. I was like, man, this, because he goes on for a long time. So I mean, Todd dies, and then everyone thinks that Todd killed himself due to the the depression and the right. guilt of surviving the, the plane crash. The rest of the friends are kind of like, oh man, this is crazy. And then, of course, the FBI guys think that uh, well, Alex is... Alex runs there. So Alex, in this movie, does everything he possibly can to make himself seem guilty of, of every death. Well, he keeps having premonitions of everyone dying, so he keeps trying to go there to like help prevent right. it. So that one is like, all right, fair enough. He runs there, and they're like, oh, he's dead. But he's in the wrong place at the wrong time. But then time. At the teachers... So then the teacher is the next one, right? No, next is the lady gets hit by the bus. Which is the most believable death. Because death it's, didn't strain out some dumb mousetrap way to kill her. He, she just gets hit it's by a bus. It's not that believable. Where the fuck did that bus come from? If you look at the streets, there's not like one that bus is going like 60 miles an yeah, hour. Yeah, that, bu- that bus was going like 60 <laughs> miles an hour in a small town like yeah. intersection. It was like, yeah, no bus goes there. Maybe buses, it's behind its schedule. Buses aren't quiet. They're not like, like that in bus this was movie like a it fucking is. Prius, all right? Like it was like a Tesla bus. You, that bus was, you didn't hear it until it hit that, uh, that girl. Okay, well, if you heard it coming, it wouldn't have been as effective. Maybe. Or maybe she could have tripped. This is death we're talking. A stone could have popped up. There. So she gets hit by the bus. Anyway, she gets hit by a bus. And at that, that one, point, that's when Alex um, starts to piece together, like, oh, my God, we're all dying in order. I'm seeing these yeah. things happen before they happen. And that's when he starts breaking the code. He realizes that there's an order. He realizes what's yeah, going on. he sees, on. like, a news report, and then he starts, like, fucking making a puzzle. And that's when they go to the morgue to see his friend Todd. Oh, yeah, crazy idea. And that's where Tony Todd, the candy man, what were they there. trying to get out of going to the morgue? He wanted to see that he didn't believe that it was suicide, and he wanted to basically. And like, they're going to be able to tell it. that. Well, yeah. he thought he could. Dude. So Clear Rivers was like, "If Candy, okay, if candy Man wasn't there, they'd have no way of knowing." They're coroners, okay? They're not experts. <laughs> they turned out they are. Oh, okay. They're death experts because they survived. They were so. in mortician class in high yeah. school, like Hopefully, an elective. You know, sometimes you got a hunch. You want to you want to run it down. But then they were like, "Oh yeah, he was clawing at his neck. It couldn't have been suicide." You figure out the design. You can cheat death. Alex, you've already done that by walking off the plane. Your friend's departure shows that death has a new design for all of you. Now you have to figure out how and when it's coming back at you. Then the Scooby Gang leaves. It didn't really like accomplish <laughs> yeah. anything. Yeah, no, it was, not... it was it was it was that scene was simply there to, to give our characters the story of yeah. what's happening. Well, thing, it was to confirm Alex's. Alex was like, "Oh my god, I think people were dying. I think I'm seeing these things." And that's when Tony Todd's like, "Oh yeah, no, straight up, death's gonna get his. Like you guys fucking cheated death. He's gonna get you. This is just how it goes." 
So have fun, fellas. Good luck. Like, have fun storming the castle. <laughs> like, and then they just leave and they're like, oh shit. And that's when Alex is like, there's an order, there's a code. And they start piecing it together. They start tracking it down. Then he realizes the teacher's next. And then he goes over to the teacher's yeah. house. And he does some weird shit. Why is he fucking with her car? He just starts like fucking <laughs> around. He's like looking at her tire well because. He's like, death likes to cut, yeah, sever the brakes. So weird shit when the FBI agent comes. They're like, all right, let's go. Shrek and fucking, what's wing? Wing and Shrek. <laughs> Wing and Shrek arrest Alex, pulled in for questioning, and released all in the time that this teacher is talking on the phone. She's making tea. And then that's Well, she it. starts tea and then switches to booze. Right. So, yeah, her death is the most acne. The classic conundrum. <laughs> she takes, so a teapot starts going off. And we're like, oh shit, hot water. She pours it in a mug. Yeah. Then, like Mark said, she's like, you know what? Fuck this tea. She just throws it in the sink, keeps the same mug pours now this tea flavored mug she like pours vodka i guess in the mug which you're really obsessed about what she's putting in this glass well because it causes she's making she's making beverages because she causes the the mug to crack then she takes right which is lunacy yes. it's not gonna snap open like that and then it's just pouring liquid <laughs> yeah. out of the cup and she doesn't see it i'm she's like lady it's literally <laughs> trailing this gasoline because this comes back later right she's trailing this gasoline into vodka yeah it's liquor <laughs> and then pours it's it in her Everclear. She pours in her computer monitor. <laughs> Pouring out of this cup. She puts it on the top of her monitor. Poor decision. But that gets into the monitor, causes so, the monitor to just explode outward in some sort of like grenade style. She gets knocked on her ass, right? right? Well, it stabs her, right? It's oh, it yeah. like cut well, in the throat or whatever. So then she's bleeding. And then a she, knife falls into her chest, well, but she's not quite dead yet. That would be. We didn't even get to that no, part yet. We're not there yet. <laughs> oh, right. So she's bleeding. Then the monitor catches there, her listeners. gasoline on fire. Right, so that's why it's important. What I don't know what she was drinking. It's booze. Had to be Everclear. It's not Regular booze does not go up like that because it, it, the fire hits the booze and then follows it all the way back up to the bottle of booze, which then explodes. All right, so then she's got an ex- a fire. Maybe she, she was drinking motor oil and yeah. she just didn't tell anybody. So she's got this like Molotov cocktail that exploded. She's cut in the neck. She slips and falls. She's trying to get a rag to stop the bleeding, and then is when she fucking pulls down her knife rack which then stabs her right in the heart yeah but we're not done (laughs) once the knife goes in her alex runs in he's like oh oh, you need help or something and then like a chair fall over (laughs) and hits the knife directly and stabs it deeper into the teacher and she's dead it's insane and And that is the level of mousetrap lunacy (laughs) and nonsense that we're dealing with in this film it was fucking glorious i love every part (laughs) of that any sense and then alex like I should pull this knife out and put it right next to her. Like an idiot. What's great, though, the moment he reached down for the knife, I was like, oh, you dumb shit. You're going to put fingerprints on it. And then the moment he picks it up, he's like, oh, fingerprints. I was like, too late, dude. You fucked up. And then the whole house explodes because of the fire from the alcohol as he's running away from it all action movie style. The only other thing Alex could have done to make it any worse is just start like lapping up her blood and rubbing it on his (laughs) face before he runs out of the house to make him look even more guilty. Yeah. So that was the teacher's death. It was crazy, but that was, I think, the peak death. From there, it starts to get less crazy. Yeah, we've uh, there's a there's a, another character in this film who's a real dickhead, 
to everybody. Oh yeah. Um, I think his name was, it was Jock Number One. Was his name Carter? I think yeah, his name was Carter. Because he's driving the car. So he's just your typical douchebag. He's really mad at Alex for making him miss the flight. So he's being an ass to him the entire movie. He's a dick to his girlfriend. He's a dick to yeah. He Stifler. does not handle dying, like not dying well. He's like, I make my own destiny. Uh. Right. And he's like, I don't owe you any thanks for saving my life, Alex. Fuck yeah. you. I do what I want. So they all pile into a car, and then he decides he's going to go driving like a well, bat Well, that's when they find out that there's a pattern, and they want to know. They're like, tell me, am I next? Am I next? And Stifler's like, oh, it's me. And uh, Right. So he's like, uh, Carter's like, I'm in charge of my own destiny. I'll decide yeah. when I go. And that time is right now. And he just like floors his car, and he's going 100, like very, very just Insane recklessly shit. through traffic. And then he stops in the middle of a train track. And then death starts its business. Right. But then then he changes yep. his mind. He's like, fuck, I don't want to die by After a train. After everyone gets out of the car, they're like, dude, you got to get out. You got to get out. And he's like, no, I'm going to do this. And then they see the train coming. He's like, oh, wait, never mind. Just kidding. I don't really want to die. <laughs> the car doesn't start. The seatbelt won't unlock. So Alex goes and pulls him and pulls him. And At then the, the last seat, minute, yeah. he gets out. And then he's like, I saved you again. Or someone's like, that's two times now. Right. And then Billy's like, oh, doing his shit. And then he gets his head cut off. Dope. This one was probably my favorite. <laughs> Because it was the most just like when you watch this for the first time, it's like shocking. And once again, they don't cut away. You see, I mean, his whole like half of his head just cuts off. There's a piece of metal on the track and it's like basically wobbling back and forth. You're like, oh, something's going to happen with that large piece of metal. Everyone's freaking out. And then um, the Stifler character, I can't remember that dude's name. Billy. Billy is just like, you're like, no, man, this is fucked up. I'm out of here. This is bullshit. And then boom, that piece of metal gets kicked up by the train. Flies up, cuts him from the, like, right between his mouth, like, in between his lips, straight yeah. across, severs the top of his head off, and then falls down dead. And that's when they find out that, oh, if you skip someone in the order that someone's supposed to die, it immediately jumps to the next person. Right, if you save someone. If you cheat death, it skips you and goes to the next one. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, tag you're it. So then I guess this is when Alex goes to his little cabin, right? It was my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. When he's uh, he goes full on fucking the lizard people of one, it's like crazy, crazy, yeah, hiding out in some cabin. He's well, like, Clear is the one who's like, oh my God, you're next on the list. And then she's like, well, I, you can go to my uncle's cabin where he goes and he's got everything taped down and he's being super cautious using mittens to yeah, drink. He just yells at everything constantly. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, and then he almost dies there, though. I don't f- forgot how he almost gets stabbed in the face. Some stuff almost falls Bullshit out of the Bullshit in the closet yeah. and then it goes to the door. I want to see a movie where he spends the next 40 years in that cabin. He's like, oh, banana peel. <laughs> got you today, Death. Didn't get well, me. Not today. What do we tell Death? Not today. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a better movie. Yeah, so then he's like, oh, I got to go save Claire. Clear? Clear. He's Clear go Rivers. Clear, whose house is turned into like fucking Amityville. Um, so I don't even, all I remember is there was power lines. Alex was next. Right. He was supposed to go to the cabin. And when he stops that thing from coming out of the closet, he just dodged death. He realizes at that point, it's going to jump him and go to clear. Right. At that point, he's like, I've got to go to clear's house and help her out. But at the same time, the FBI agents who work 24 seven for right. like a week straight, they don't take a single break. They go to clear's house and they're like, you need to tell us where Alex yeah. is. And she's like, I'm not going to tell you. And then, of course, she caves immediately. She's like, like I'll tell you, but you can't like hurt him. They drive out to the cabin at the yeah. same time Where that is this Alex cabin is... in relation to Clear's house? Because Alex runs from Close the enough. cabin to Clear's house. Well, he runs out of the cabin and gets in a boat and starts rowing across what appears to be a lake or something. 
and you're like, you're going to go by boat? That's the slowest possible <laughs> option, dude. But <clears throat> that's because the FBI guys show up at the cabin to get Alex. Alex has got to get away and go get clear before she gets, because she he realizes she's next. And that's when the big... No, but death comes it, after him twice because a tree falls on Alex, and then he spends like five minutes drowning. Yeah. In the forest. While he's running through the forest, a tree falls, like lightning strikes a tree. It falls on Alex, and he falls into some puddle where he's drowning, and then he manages to like squirm out. So death really wants to kill Alex. He like skipped clear again, I guess. I just assumed that was an accident. Oh, that was just a Maybe that wasn't death doing that, but yeah, that was going on while... Uh, clear is fighting the electrical yeah, he cable. He definitely have been dead. He was drowning for a long time. Yeah, I think Mark's right because the thing is, at that point, everything is going mousetrap crazy at Clear's <laughs> house to get her, her dogs in jeopardy. I was like, if they electrocute this fucking dog, I'm gonna be pissed, you guys. <laughs> they did not electrocute the dog. Okay. Can, then, can death only kill one person at a time? Is that a death limitation? Yeah, I don't think that happens since he blew up a whole fucking plane full of people. Right. So let's, why ask, is he... let's, let's ask real life. Real life, can only people <laughs> die one at a time? So why does he have to kill these people in this specific order? Why doesn't he just it's take a them process, all out man. at once? Don't question death. <laughs> they Jesus, all you insubordinate to... fuck, They man. were all together when that bus killed that one lady. He could have just as easily had that bus knock them all out at once. Right. Movie could, over. Maybe he could possess the driver <laughs> and he could just turn the wheel a little bit, yeah. slam through all of them, have we're your done. Have fun. Have your fun, man. Well, you got to do something to your time. I think he's getting frustrated, though. At this point, I don't think death is having fun, because he's just... Like a, a huge electrical wire drops, and he is not having a lot of success. I assume I'm gender assuming death is a he. It is not having a lot of fun. A lot of times, she death is a she. That's true. So, so uh, death is not having a lot of fun with this electrical wire because she cannot kill Claire. No, Claire's a trooper, man. Alex saves her by kind of getting in the way. He grabs the electrical line he and gets shocked. To, he tries yeah. to sacrifice himself. Yeah. Because if, if he skips her, he would have been next. Therefore, he would have basically like removed it. Like he basically he, he thinks he could trick it into right. like, oh, I broke the pattern. Therefore, it should be over. He tries to sacrifice himself, but the FBI guys come and fuck that up. Yeah, they save him. It's so very unlike. Yeah, he, he grabs his line. You think he's dead. It fades out to them doing CPR, and it's like six months later. It's like nothing happened for six months because Death got tired of losing and wanted to regroup. <laughs> yeah, Death needed to rethink his plan, which was let them fly to Paris. So they all end up going to Paris as a group, the three survivors. Well, I think he tricked Death. I think Death was like, "Well, fuck, man, he broke my code. I guess I'm bone." And then like later on, like he was sitting at his couch eating some cereal, and he's like, "Wait a minute." Oh, dude, no, he didn't break my code. I can totally go after these guys. And then like six months later, he was like, fuck, back to work. He's all game on. Yeah. (laughs) It took him a little time to realize that he hadn't been duped. He was like, you know, I was going to go on vacation after I killed this kid. You know, I'm I'm still going on vacation. I'll get him when I come back. Yeah. He had some PT he needed to (laughs) take. That's it, you know. Uh, And then they have the conversation about what went down in Paris. Like six months later, you guys haven't discussed this. And then they realize, oh, Maybe it's still going to happen. Yeah, some you know? weird stuff starts happening in Paris. And yeah, it's like they hadn't seen each other for six months except for all the time they spent planning a Paris trip, being on the plane together, going through the airport, spending a day in Paris, and then going to this cafe. Do you think they got free tickets from the airplane blowing up to go to Paris? Do I'm surprised they, they were allowed ticket? to fly at all. <laughs> they were yeah. like, you, you three, boat. Well, they're in Paris, and he starts hearing that stupid John Denver song, Rocky Mountain High, which... Is that how death rolls in? Dude, every time someone's about Denver. to die, that song keeps coming up. And I was like, how much did John Denver pay to like be in this movie? All the time in this movie. I think it's the motif. That's what clues him into, oh, hey, death's back from break. <laughs> <laughs> Clock yeah. back in. You're back on schedule. Get to it, death. 
death just like a fucking nine to five worker like oh this sucks hate I'm my so boss tired of chasing these three idiot yeah. kids one of them's name's clear waters or rivers <laughs> that's maybe that's what happened he's been killing all the clear waters he could find <laughs> terminator style just going through the phone book <laughs> and finally they're like oh it's rivers fuck i blew it i've killed everybody related to water death just has a bunch of post-it notes he got him confused and, and that's that well yeah it ends like in a cliffhangery kind of way uh, i actually liked it though <laughs> i didn't it was okay i guess but i don't know it felt very dated i wasn't a big fan of most of the uh mousetrap deaths except for the teachers just because it's so over the top and silly yeah they get so much more extraordinary there's one at like a nascar event that's think, number four yeah my favorite one's the i think it's two with the car crash though that one is like Makes me afraid to drive behind cars with or trucks that are carrying lumber. I'll tell you that. Oh, the logs are falling off. Yeah, it's just a mess, mm. man. I feel like um, I remember that from the trailer. I enjoyed the movie. I agree. <clears throat> I thought it was really good. I enjoyed the deaths. I mean, the the plot's very basic and kind of like definitely like late nineties, but the 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 deaths were fun. The concepts interesting. I thought it was all right. I'd recommend it. I agree. Of the final fan or final fantasies. The final destinations, I think this is the most accessible because they just start to become like summer popcorn movies after this one. Plus, I'm a big fan of any movie that refers to taking a shit is I've got to go torque a wicked cable. Oh, who says that? At the very beginning, when they're about to get on the plane, um, one of Devin Sawa's friends like, hey, man, you don't want to be on the flight and have to go take a shit and smell up the whole cabin because then everyone's going to know all the hot girls are going to know that was you. He's like, so we got to go take a shit before we get on this plane. So they he's like, so I got to go torque a wicked cable. And I was like, "Okay, hold on. I had to rewind it to make sure that's when I put on subtitles on the movie, I was like, oh, okay, he, he officially said that. And I was he had like, like a two-minute right, monologue about taking a shit. You don't no, remember I remember, I remember yeah. that, oh, but okay. I don't remember that slang being used. I was yeah. alive in 2000. Yeah, where are you? nobody said that. Well, <laughs> you weren't part of the cool kids. I guess yeah. not. Because we all referred to Torque a Wicked <laughs> I was also wicked alive cable. in I can't even remember what it is. I was not dressed up like Kevin Smith, so I was clearly hanging out with a different crowd. Yeah, not the Wicked Cable it's, crowd. This movie's fine. I mean, I don't have anything against it. I just... It just doesn't stick with me, and it's not something I really care to revisit. Like I, I could find better things to watch. It's kind of how I feel about it. It's right. very, it's very definitive for like what horror was at the time, though. Yeah, yeah, it definitely has a two thousand. It's vibe. representational of the time for sure. Yeah. The soundtrack was terrible because it was definitely dated. God, yeah, but um, soundtrack was bad. You had to, you had to really like shitty like late two or early two thousands like rock and not good rock, but just like really like garbage rock. I think in the fourth one they have an opening song. By Shine Down, the band Shine Down. Oh, it's all like I forgot that was a band. Deva-. I was like, oh my god, oh, it was terrible. But yeah, these movies suffer from terrible rock soundtracks. Yeah, it doesn't really get much better. I've watched them all, and uh, it did have a lot of thunder in it, though. Yeah. Oh man, which was very loud. The thunder, the original jump scare. That re- <laughs> God's the jump scare. Uh, this movie was made on a $23 million budget. That seems like a lot for this film, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, we talked about this earlier, Yo, Mark. You, I know, but I was yeah. busy looking okay. up some shit. <laughs> are you going to tell us about the Dolby Digital? Uh, we already t- you went over that. What um, was the aspect ratio, Mark? <laughs> four by three or 16 by nine? I don't remember. Wrong. It was one by 1. 1.85 okay. by one. I mentioned the budget because it didn't seem there was like a ton of special effects going on. There was no. a ton of special effects what going on. Pouring water on the floor? The <laughs> no. water at the time though, those though the effects they used were very expensive because they weren't like 
they were they were still kind of. You got to think that right. the, I guess the, they blew up a plane. Yeah, yeah, they definitely did. A that real life real. plane. Yeah. Well, you the know, part where the plane blows up and the people fall out of the plane, the side of it, that's all CG. Um, the Sean William Scotts, yeah. The death. water moving on its own. No, they filmed that one practical. It was just water coming out, and they played it in reverse. That's how they got the water to come. Even back. when it turned. Oh, how it turned! That's yeah, what I'm saying. it like blatantly. It had to have been though, because they said it was all a practical effect. Well, you know, maybe part of it. Little, was. yeah, water little nudge here. But oh, the electricity, yeah. like flailing around yeah. and stuff like that, you can't have a live cable flying around <laughs> that close to a dog and a lady. I'm sorry, no. I'm sure they. The all right, fine. I'll, I'll concede that maybe it was yeah, the right a lot amount of, of money. Salary. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, at the time, Devin Sowell was pulling Tom Cruise money. No, I'm just kidding. He was Tom Cruise money. I don't even know who the guy is. He was like, in Slacker, and uh, what was the other movie? The Back of the Box said. <laughs> forgettable <laughs> film of the summer. I don't know. He was definitely at the time, though. He was like one of those like girl teenage heartthrobs. I, I don't he know. Kinda, he he kind of yeah. picked up as like you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He was one of the like the early like kind of like troubled bad boys that girls were like, ooh. Yeah, you could definitely <laughs> tell in this movie too. No, he definitely couldn't at all. He's a brooding mess is what he is. All right, well, let's do another installment of John Dies First. Woohoo! It's been a while since I died. It has, yeah, it's been a while. We put it on the shelf <laughs> so it doesn't get too stale. I dig it. All right. We've got a couple submissions here. Got returning champion Kim. Oh, okay. She's back again this week uh, with hers, and we have a challenger, Jessica from Cedar Park. Oh, okay. So, Garrett, would you like to go first? Do I have a choice? I mean, yeah, I'm giving you the option. This is America, let me, man. Let me go first. Okay, go ahead. During the commotion on the plane, John is still struggling to load his suitcase into the luggage compartment. His short arms simply won't reach above the seat, and jumping doesn't help. They do put him so high, it's frustrating. Somebody knocks Alex into him, and John's luggage goes flying. As he tries to retrieve his luggage, whoppers roll into the aisle. Three-second rule, John exclaims gleefully. He dives beneath the seats to snatch as many candies as possible in the allotted time. Meanwhile, Alex and the others in the aisle are escorted off the plane. John sits on the floor, contently eating his chocolate malt balls and thinking, later, suckers. John's gluttony leads to his demise as he's caught up in the fiery inferno while clutching the last two melted Whoppers. I do love Whoppers. Do you? Oh, yeah, they're so good. All right. You not a Whopper fan? They're okay. I'm a fan. They're like a strawberry Whopper, I saw. I've never had that. You're a monster, Mark. I've only ever had the original. I tried them, they weren't good. I mean... I would have just guessed that. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out I am a monster. Okay, here's the other one. <clears throat> John arrives to the airport for his first vacation in years. He goes to get his luggage out of the back of the lift ride, but it's stuck and he's struggling to pull it out. After one final tug, it comes free, but John loses his balance and stumbles backward. Right at that moment, the bus carrying all the kids for their school trip comes speeding through the departure areas fast, way too fast, and runs over John. He is hit by all the bus wheels. He's definitely dead. Now, we just talked about a bus that was speeding through town, so yeah. this is actually believable. It's, it, wow. I get hit by all the bus wheels. Every <laughs> wheel. I'm, so, I'm assuming that like you go from the left side, and then you get <laughs> squinched around. <laughs> 
And then you somehow get revved. I just imagine he just pinballs back and forth underneath. Ding, ding, ding. The bus driver's like, did I just hit somebody? Better back up and check. And he runs (laughs) over me again. Yeah. Did y'all see that tiny man? (laughs) (laughs) I think I hit him. Son of a bitch. I'm going to reverse to see what happened. Oh, man. Um... Well, those are two good ones. They both take place in my least favorite place on earth. The airport. The airport. <laughs> uh, um, whew, whoppers. God is talking about whoppers. Can I tell you, originally I thought that it was the sandwich and I was a little confused. <laughs> I was like, where are all these whoppers coming from? All the from? Burger King sandwiches are <laughs> um, rolling around the airport. It would have been quite a different story. I think I'm going to go with the bus. Okay. All the wheels? That's, a, that's That's quite a death. Congratulations, Kim. You are still the undefeated champion wow. of John Dice. I'm going to give an honorary mention to Jessica on that one because they were both I like the death. It kept in line with the story and it involved candy, which, you know, I know, it was a big like, fan of. It was so close. It was like five to four in my mind. Five to four. Whoa. Mm. Yeah. Well, Kim eked it out. Congratulations. And I want to thank everybody for joining us on this episode. Guys, any last thoughts before we wrap up Final D? No, but we should probably wrap this up so I can go torque a wicked cable. Oh, you're going to stink up the whole cabin. All right, guys, we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us. Ah, se ela soubesse que quando ela passa O mundo sorrindo se enche de graça E fica mais lindo por causa do amor